Welcome to the Booze Filled to Spirit Filled podcast. This is your host, Jamel Godlewski. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life. It means forever. And that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun, day, or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one, Dr. Everything will be all right. Instead of asking him how much of your time is left, ask him how much of your mind, baby. That's quoting Prince, of course. And if you don't know that, you might be too young for this episode. Because I'm here to tell you that I'm talking about, well, getting old. You know you're old when your favorite station is now called the oldies station. Or when you talk to your kids about growing up and you would call into the radio station to request a song just so you could dub it on a cassette and they look at you like you're from another world. Yes, some of us are that old. Jamel is turning the big five zero. Yep, it's coming up October 10th. But you know what? My perspective has completely changed on life. I used to always think like, Life, you get old, you're getting older, your body falls apart. I, I kind of tried to live like I wasn't getting older, like I lived in denial. But now I've realized I can actually have never ending happiness. I can choose to have a better attitude about it. How are you choosing to live each day? Let me just give you some recap on things. When I turned 40, my life was really, I mean, it was in a different place. And my body was starting to fall apart on me. I mean, I had three knee surgeries back and two when I was in high school and one in 1998. I'd been uh, in a couple car accidents and created back issues suffered from chronic migraines, the kind of migraines that take you to the hospital. I had already had a miscarriage. In my 40s, I had this horrible acid reflux. I ended up having two different kind of, uh, two stomach surgeries. I remember at one point I was taking so many pills that like I had to, keep a timer on my phone. Two years ago, I had a hysterectomy that literally put me on my back for like six weeks. You don't want to know my catheter stories, but I got stories. My 40s physically, mentally, and emotionally were draining, really draining. And here I am turning 50, and I can honestly say, honestly, I feel better today 
than I did a decade ago in all categories. I had to make some changes in pretty much every category as well. And with those changes, I had to create new habits. I had to get rid of toxic things in my life, people, food, toxic habits that weren't helping me. They were hurting me. And really, I had to change my mindset. And probably, yeah, probably in 2020, I made a decision that I was going to go into 50 like I was going into 30. And physically, that's kind of how I feel. When I turned 30, I lived in New Mexico, Las Cruces, New Mexico. And I went on a hellacious hike, mountain climbing part of it, to the tip, the needles of the Oregon Mountains. It was physically, still to this day, the toughest thing I ever did. I I remember at one point thinking, I can't stop because I'll have to call in a helicopter to come get me. And so in my mind, I literally just kept saying, put one foot in front of the other. It was, I don't know the elevation, but it was a, a 14, 12, 13. I don't know. It was, a, it was a hike. Like it was an all day type of thing. Get up before the sun comes up. Couldn't move the next day because every muscle in my body was sore. But it was something that I was like, yeah, I accomplished that. So I've decided this year, I'm not recreating that because the person that led me on that hike passed away. But I am going back to New Mexico. And one of the reasons is in the Bible, they talk about in certain areas where there was a shift, a change, they built an altar in in honor and remembrance of that event. And so that event of hiking and my time in New Mexico, there's, that's us. It's a sacred place for me. It really is. Um, So that's one reason to go back and to revisit that sacred place. This time I get to, well, I've taken my daughter before, but she's going with me um, this time as well to celebrate. And then it's a bucket list type of thing as well, because we're going to the Albuquerque International Hot Air Balloon Fiesta, which I've always wanted to go to. I'm marking this transition into the next half century of my life with a celebration. It's my attitude. I have found that how I view things completely can change my, my demeanor. And, and it is a choice. When my, when my attitude starts to slip and I can feel myself slipping, I know the tools to bring myself back up. The choice is whether I'm going to use those tools, right? So even as I'm sitting here in my cubbyhole of an office, I'm surrounded with memorials, maybe you want to call it. One of them is a trophy. I was given my sophomore year in high school. 
It was a basketball trophy. I got it because I I gave extra effort. I also have two trophies from 4-H. So they've got cows on the top of them. That was a super special time in my life. I have my, my college diploma from Purdue University on a filing cabinet. And right above it, I have two awards I, I earned during college. Now, my college years weren't always <laughs> awarding like that. My sophomore year in college, I had spiraled quickly downward, uh, back coping with drinking. I had failed a class. I was living with guilt because I felt so bad that my dad paid for that and I failed it. I was I was heading toward the grave my sophomore year. And I, I took myself to rehab. Yep, I did. I took myself to rehab my sophomore year of college. It was Father's Day. But I made that I made that choice. Not my parents. I made that choice. And I made that choice to start learning new skills, tools. I went to school part-time the next year. I went to summer school to get caught up. So those, those awards mean something because it wasn't like I was just happy-go-lucky succeeding so easily through life. Beside those two awards, I have a picture that I had taken Oh, I don't know. It was maybe a year or two after I moved to New Mexico because I I got recognized. I, I don't even know what the award was, but I got a special recognition of, of teaching as a teacher that year. Why does that mean so much? Well, because my two jobs, prior teaching jobs, I was forced to quit. And here I was now getting an award for teaching. Isn't God amazing like that? I mean, I, I'm being serious here. I went from rehab my senior year, rehab my sophomore year, to graduating college with two awards. And then DUI, forced to resign from two teaching jobs. Within a few years, and now I'm getting an award for teaching. Right above that is... I got an award for when I left New Mexico. It's the once a dog, always a dog. God completely changed my life living in New Mexico. Completely. I just told someone last week that I didn't have um, a mentor. I didn't have anybody disciple me. I didn't have anybody as in a human being. No, I had God. God literally discipled me himself through the Holy Spirit. Let me look around. Oh, I have a piece of sheet music on the wall. It was a song. It's a song called Open Up Your Heart. And I used to sing it with my grandma. She played on the piano and I would sing it. On another wall, I have a picture that was hand-drawn of Jesus. And I got it from someone that I was on a spiritual retreat with in 2007. 2007, that I went to two spiritual retreats and those were life-changing. And that was when I knew God was calling me into ministry somehow. 
And then back on another wall, I have a poster that has the word Sun Stand Still. It's the name of a book by Stephen Furtick. I read that book um, with a friend the year that we started Reason for Hope. You know, that's been over 10 years now. And that passion, I still feel so, so deeply, so deeply. Below that poster, I have pictures, family, memories with my mom, traveling memories with my daughter. I have them there because they make me smile. The oldest one there really isn't that old, but it was when my dad was still able. I still lived in New Mexico. And so it had to have been 2002, 2003. And my mom and dad had came out to visit me. My dad could still walk. Might have been 2001. And uh, I took my dad to a Cubs game in Phoenix, a spring training game, because he loved the Cubs. That was my last episode. I hope you listened to it. Special memories there. My dad was using a walker and he had such a hard time walking to our seats. And we had handicapped seating, but (laughs) we got handicapped parking, but it wasn't easy to get to our seats. In the picture, he's looking at the program because my dad would would write down the scores. He, he He would keep track of everything in the programs. As a matter of fact, I have two of his programs from the 40s, from Cubs games that he went to. So that's a special, special memory. And then in 2013, well, actually in 2012, my mom had made the comment that she wished she could go to Branson, Missouri one more time. So for Christmas, we surprised her and we all chipped in and I took her to Branson, Missouri uh, for Mother's Day in 2013. We, were, we went on a, a river, riverboat cruise special memories. So I can look back at some of these and yeah, there's kind of like, I want to cry. Right. But they're, they're good memories. My mom and dad have passed, but they live on inside of, they do live on inside of me in my heart and my mind. And now I get to make memories with, with my daughter. And I look, I look forward to this next this next adventure in life because it's a choice. It's a choice on how we live life. I remember buying my first brand new car right off the lot. Why did we think that was so important? Making money. I remember in my forties, many, many of us in our forties, my friends and I, we talked about how stupid we were and how we wanted to downsize and not worry about nice cars and big houses and making money. We had figured out that life was, that's not what life was about. You know, now I'm ready to pack up in an RV and travel and see the world and tell people about Jesus. Crazy how, how we change with life, huh? One of the things that I found after my mom passed away was my adoption agreement. So when my mom passed away, we obviously cleaned out her house and There's actually still one file cabinet there I need to go through. Maybe that'll be on my winter list. But uh, 
I found my adoption paper now. The in, the couple interesting things about this is it's not 15 pages long with all these things. No, no. It's one page. <laughs> so that's probably not the case anymore. But I, I want to read it to you. The Fort Wayne Children's Home of the United Church of Christ. It was on Lake Avenue in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fort Wayne Children's Home of United Church of Christ hereby agrees to place Jamel Rose Olds with Mr. and Mrs. James W. Olds. Rural Route 2, LaGrange, Indiana. Prospective adoptive parents. Pending consummation of the adoption. This child will be under the supervision of the agency and subject to its rules and regulations. Ready for this? This family hereby agrees to assume full responsibility for support, education, medical care, and incidental expenses of the child from time of placement. This family also agrees to remit to the agency $500 to cover the placement and the expenses for social services. 500 bucks, people. And we wonder why kids aren't getting adopted now. I think it's like $20,000 or more. So it just says then they continue to work with the family for consultation services or specific information or whatever the, whatever the case is. Signed October 26, 1971. I was born October 10th, 1971, so 16 days old. Pretty cool, huh? So I'm turning 50. I'm starting to become an adult, <laughs> finally grow up a little bit, understand some of the things my parents taught me. And I'm entering 50 with a, with a different, completely different attitude than I did when I was 40. I want to read you one more thing. When I was at graduate school, which who would have thought I would be going to graduate school? I started graduate school when I was age 48, and I'll be graduating at age 50. Anyway, when I was at graduate school, I wanted to write my mom and dad a thank you letter. It just was like on my heart. So I'm going to read that to you. And this is how I'm going to close this episode. I want you to look back over your life. The good, the bad, the ugly, maybe. Look to see how God's been working. Look at milestones. And then I, I encourage you to make a choice. To make a choice to live life abundantly and joyfully. To make changes so you can live that way. To, to thank those who have had influence on your life. Over the last 10 years, I have wrote many thank you letters to people. And you can write thank you letters whether they're alive or they've passed on. But how we live our life is a choice. We can let go of things. We can forgive. We can move on. And we can say, I am going to live this day to its fullest. I'm going to let the Lord guide me. I'm going to look for where he's working. 
I'm going to make impact. Even if that means just smiling at somebody. I'm going to choose how I'm going to live the rest of my life. And it's going to look a lot different. And I'm excited. I'm so excited. So this was the thank you letter I wrote to my mom and dad. Mom and dad, there's no doubt the Lord picked you to raise me. You modeled for me unconditional love, forgiveness, hard work, perseverance, and faith. One of the things Casey and I have discussed is how you never bailed us out. You forgave us, you supported us in our darkest moments, but you just encouraged us in our struggle to overcome the obstacles and the mistakes we had made. Mom, I can hear your voice saying, just keep it going, babe. And dad, I can see your smile and nod. That was your encouragement. I can still see it in my mind. What I am truly amazed at is how you never showed me disappointment publicly. You never showed you were disappointed in me. You didn't get to experience what other parents did when their daughters graduated and had a senior night and awards. And how much it must have hurt you to see me hurting. I know that pain now. I do know you would be proud of me. I know because you always showed me. Always. I pray I will continue to share with people. To grow, to teach, to serve, and to love others. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad. Thank you for picking me. Don't forget, everybody. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love yourself. Love others. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day.